Welcome back to another episode of the General Mission Podcast with Tim and John. I am Tim. He is John. John, good to see you, buddy. What are we talking about today? We are going to talk about our top four cigar brands. Oh, yeah. You might say the Mount Rushmore of cigar brands. You might say that, yes. <laughs> yeah. And but cigar brands. So yeah. we're gonna say the company that releases the cigar, not necessarily the parent individual. company. Right. We're not really talking about individual cigars as right. much as we are the blanket yeah. of cigar brand. It yeah. gets very confusing and some from, of this stuff. But. Yeah. And we're not necessarily gonna choose our top distributor we're talking about the actual brand right under correct certain distributors yeah yeah, yeah. so for anyone who, who's not into cigars you know maybe tune in and see what we have to talk about maybe get into cigars i got into cigars about jesus 25 years ago or so like i was mm -hmm. fairly young um credit to my brother-in-law for getting me into them and then some other friends of mine have really accelerated my interest in cigars over the last decade to 15 years, but it's been a long time. Yeah. You got into it shortly after I met you, which was yeah, what, in around, 2012. Around the same time-ish, I got much more into cigars, but I probably had my first cigar or was around cigars late teenage years, okay. early 20s, playing golf with my dad. Oh, okay. He would yeah. have a cigar out on the golf course, mm -hmm. randomly every once in a while, maybe a cigar at home. Yeah. Um, rarely I would have one with him, mm -hmm. um, but I was always around them. Yeah. And then definitely got into it more after meeting you yep. and some of your friends, which are mutual friends. Right. And then, I mean, really our knowledge and our experience, um, with cigars just kind of grew from there oh, really yeah. quickly exponentially. Well, you, you got into it you you like you typically do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You went with everything. All in. Yeah. yeah. No very limits. quickly. No limits. Yeah. All in to the point yeah. where you have quite a collection of cigars, which yeah. maybe we get into one day. You have outstanding humidor, outstanding collection of cigars, a lot of yeah. them Cuban. Yep. Um but yeah, you you've gotten into it to the point where I think your knowledge of cigars might even be ahead of where I am considering I have years of experience on you, but mm -hmm. you, you immersed yourself in it very heavily yeah. for a nice period of time there when I first met you. Um, and, and by the way, cigar smoking on a golf course is one of the best environments to have a cigar and enjoy a cigar. Definitely. It takes away from the golf game a little bit, but ultimately yeah. my golf game sucks. So I don't really care. I'm out there to enjoy cigars, mm -hmm. some beers Same. and a little bit of golf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So that's, uh, I think most of my, Cigar knowledge and cigar experience really dove more into the details of the cigar mm -hmm. and the details of the leaf and the plants and the origins of cigars, right. more so than understanding multiple manufacturers and multiple names right. and different brands and different types. And, you know, this company has all these cigars under them and this right. is what they're called. And it's so overwhelming. Yeah, I don't really get too much into that. No, you I, know it. I know, you know, but, a good portion of that kind of stuff, yeah, but yeah. 
And then you get into like where they're man- not manufactured, where the crops are, where the- that can yeah. be confusing. It's typically two regions, right? It's typically yeah. the DR or Nicaragua. Yeah. And then if you're going Cuban, obviously it's all Cuban. But yeah. that's pretty much the three Honduras. Honduras, yeah, just not as huge. Yeah. Um, Mexico. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of a Mexican uh, company though. Can you? Um, not so much a company, but. The farms and where leaves come from. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's another whole layer. Yeah. You got to the and point where you actually started buying your own tobacco and rolling cigars. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And I still have quite a collection of leaves and yeah. quite a collection of gotta get back rare, not rare, um, raw tobacco yep. that has just been aging. <clears throat> it's still temperature controlled, humidity controlled, just the raw leaves. Yeah, it's impressive. You got a lot I've of stuff. Got, I've got about another year and a half on those leaves until they've been aged yeah. 10 years. And I told myself, you know, I got into it with some some inexpensive leaves, some inexpensive stuff um, you can purchase online just to kind of teach myself how to roll, teach myself yeah. some of the techniques. No, it's impressive. I to mean, experiment with the flavors. It's been years since I think I've smoked anything that you rolled, but it, it I was impressed for somebody who had never rolled before, never got any formal training. It was, it was good stuff to the point. I, I kind of want to, sit in with you and, and do it myself one day and, and get yeah. into that because I, I mean it's really cool like when you get into yeah, all definitely. the it's really an art form honestly let's be honest mm-hmm. cigar making is an art form and it, more than art form I think it's a science there's such a science that goes into yeah, blending a cigar that, that tastes good and that you want to have again Yeah, and I think that's what this our Brushmore list is going to be comprised of yeah. And I think um, that's, a very, that's a very personal thing, too, because like what you yeah. look for in a cigar may not be what I look for in a cigar, may not be what the person who's starting out looks for in a cigar. And actually, maybe we'll touch on that. Like, if you're beginning cigar smoking, there's probably certain cigars you might want to stay away from initially. You don't want to come mm-hmm. in real heavy, real hard, quick. That's yeah. what she said. Um, you might want to tone it down, start off something mild, and build your flavor palette up and, and learn what you like and don't like before you just come in like gangbusters and yeah. just blow the doors off yourself. Yep. Um, and don't, you know, if you're if you're a beginner cigar smoker, first getting into cigars, don't let a fancy band, yeah. you know, sway you into purchasing that cigar, trying that cigar. No. And don't let price dictate don't think no. just because you're spending more money you're going to get a good cigar some of the best cigars i've ever had yep. have been ten dollar twelve dollar fifteen dollar cigars five dollar house rolls mm-hmm. are some of the some of the best cigars that i've ever yeah had. it's 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 a marketing ploy a lot of these companies especially newer companies who mm-hmm. don't have they can't rely on their name or their, their repertoire of long lived history, they have to go. They, the only way they can compete is by grabbing people's attention. Right. An easy way to do that marketing and, and making your label and your band appealing to the point mm-hmm. where people think it must be good because of that. Not always the case. In fact, most times it's not. Yeah. A lot of companies that pump so much money into the advertising and the cigar sucks, just flat out sucks. Mm-hmm. I can think of a few companies like that. I won't name them, but yeah. Um, also yeah. don't let don't let the rarity of a cigar or what you think the rarity of a cigar make you shell out a bunch of dough and shell out a bunch of money or say that I have to try this I have to have this in my right. collection things like that you know work your way up to that if that's yeah. what you want but I've also had 
some expensive cigars that are very rare mm-hmm. that I just didn't enjoy yeah. as much as a less expensive cigar or a Cuban cigar that was cheap or a non-Cuban cigar 100%. that was inexpensive. Or, or even the cigars that I rolled myself. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm by no means kind of like master roller or anything like that. I simply just made cigars and, and flavored the cigars based on what taste I liked, right. based on what leaves I liked. Yeah. And I added, you know, one or two of this leaf and mm-hmm. one or two of another leaf. And then, you know, use the binder that I prefer and I like, use the wrapper that I prefer and I like. Right. And somehow magically yeah. it came out. I mean, the flavors were amazing. Yeah. You know, the, the rolling and the tightness and the construction wasn't great, but yeah, it wasn't that's a, bad. That's an art form you have to, it takes years yeah. to learn, you know? Yeah. But I was, I was actually impressed with the flavors too. Yeah, I was you know? too. There was, there was even that one, I put pipe tobacco mm-hmm. and mixed with cigar tobacco yeah. that I made. And that came out surprisingly good yeah pipe like, tobacco is a different type it was of tobacco interesting. it's very yeah. usually very smooth very heavy um that was an interesting choice i like that yeah mm-hmm. i like that a lot yeah but yeah i mean cigars is personal people some people get cigar snobs um that judge people based on the cigars that they like and me personally i mean there's so many different flavors and complexities Whatever you like, you like. But I would I would just say if you're starting out, if you're not sure what you like, but you're looking to get into it, start with mild. Ask your local shop, whoever you're dealing with, for something mild, and then build up from there. I think if you go too heavy, too bold right away, mm-hmm. it could either scare you off. You might get nauseous. You might get sick if you've never smoked right. that kind of cigar before. There is a, a learning curve to it. But ultimately, what you enjoy, you enjoy. Like, I can't I – can't, knock anyone who enjoys whatever cigar they enjoy if it's your favorite it's your go-to go crazy go for it just enjoy it Mm -hmm. biggest reason we like it i think is there's there's some kind of like social magnetism to it i I don't know what it is i can't put a finger on it similar to sports how like guys can often bond if you've never met somebody before sports is a good segue into like easy conversation i feel like cigars is the same thing and it just it, it, it breeds good conversation with people that you may not even know. And, and I can't tell you how many times at a cigar lounge don't know the dudes, but they're sitting here, you're all close together and you're just hanging out and just have good conversation. Mm-hmm. For some reason, the cigar and brings not, it all together. Not necessarily about cigars either. No, not about anything. It's yeah, just, 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 just an open door. Relaxed atmosphere that, yeah. you know, brotherhood, sisterhood, mm-hmm. family type atmosphere, you know. Yeah, it's a social thing. Similar to a sporting event. You know, you mm-hmm. go to a sporting event, you sit with other fans. Odds are you're going to talk about the team or the sport, right. thing, but you still have something in common. Right. You know, yep. with, with cigars, it's very similar. Yep. So with our, our Rushmore of cigar companies or manufacturers, I think ours will probably both, they'll probably be very different, mm-hmm. I would think, because your tastes tend to go one way versus mine. But I think ultimately all of them represent, for me, the most representative thing that they bring up is consistency. So like, that's a big thing. Like, and that's how, you know, a good company when they consistently produce that one line of cigars, every time you have it is exactly the same, which is really difficult to actually fathom. Yeah. And the larger companies that do it, it's even more impressive. And I think, I think you'll probably find on on both of our lists that that's going to be the common thread of those companies. Yeah. Most, most of my list is. The brands that I've had the most experience with, right. and also the brands that I've enjoyed 
different types of cigars across their entire line. So from very rare, limited, expensive cigars, which were phenomenal, but also like their entry-level cigars, which were phenomenal, um, which which really makes it a top four Mount Rushmore for me. So without further ado, let's get into it. Why don't we uh, get nuts here, and you want to go yours first, or you want to go mine first? We're going to go back and forth. Yeah, we'll do one of mine first. All right. So we were going to try and guess them back and forth, but I think you know my taste very well. I think I might know your taste. Yeah. Yeah. So one of my top fours, we're going to go with the Cuban Romeo and Julieta. Yep. Fantastic line. There have been some years, more recently, in the last two to five years, mm-hmm. some of their cigars coming out of their factories haven't been that great, but... From 2020 earlier, some of the more recent releases, uh, same cigars, okay. right? Same name, same Vitola, same same type, same everything. Just sometimes the quality of the leaf just isn't the same, okay. especially when it's being sourced from one country. Okay. And it really depends on, you know, the weather of Cuba, you know, from the year prior. Or two years prior, yeah. or how well did that leaf age? Okay. Um, but really, across the Cuban Romeo and Julieta line, from the wide Churchill, the short Churchill, mm-hmm. the regular Churchill, the Grand Reserva wide yeah. Churchill, one of the best cigars I've ever had. Yeah. Top, probably top five ever. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if someone, so Cuban, first of all, one of my biggest pet peeves is when people say Romeo and Juliet. Julieta. <laughs> that is not the name of the company. Mm-hmm. It is Romeo and Julieta. Um, but I think a lot of people are not, they don't realize that that is a Cuban company, but also uh, is it Dominican. Dominican, right? Right. Separate entities. Two separate entities. So if you're buying in your local cigar shop a Romeo and Julieta, it's not Cuban, um, right. which is what he's talking about. Yeah. If somebody is interested in getting Cuban, it's still a little difficult to get those. How does Def- somebody get definitely a Cuban is so? You know, often it's you know the rumor or you know the word on the street is, "Oh my God, Cuban cigars yeah. are illegal in America." Yeah, absolutely not. Right. They're illegal for sale mm-hmm. and distribution in the United States, but if you're traveling abroad, if you're traveling somewhere else that has a La Casa del Habano mm-hmm. or an actual Cuban cigar vendor, and you can get the real Cuban cigars and not the fakes. Right, which Be is mindful all over. of the fakes and the knockoffs all over, especially the beach peddlers yeah. and the resort peddlers. And Cubans are by and far the top knocked off. Absolutely. Yeah. And what we in the cigar world call the glass tops. Mm. So if you're ever going to buy a box of cigars and someone tells you they're Cuban, and there's a plexiglass or a glass top Interesting. on the box. Yep. Those are not real. Okay. 99.9% chance that they are not real. Interesting. Especially when they're really inexpensive, almost dirt cheap. Yeah, that's like not dollar cigar, up. $2, $3 a cigar. Yeah. Um, and, and there's plenty of Cuban cigars that are not expensive. Oh, you, yeah. You can get. Big misconception, eight, right? $8 yeah. Cuban cigars, $9 Cuban cigars, 10 to up some of mm-hmm. the best. That I've had some of the staples that I try and keep in my yeah. humidor are eight to fifteen dollar yeah. Cuban cigars. Yeah, just their regular production. 
Yeah. Um, after a good two or three years, a lot of the regular production stuff is mm-hmm. is just phenomenal. Yeah. After aging for two or three years. And there are reputable websites in which you can purchase these Cubans, right? It's not like you're not going to see Cubans in your local handful. cigar shop. You're not. No. And no. There's a handful. Yeah. But again, you know, the best way for an individual to source Cuban cigars, if you happen to be on vacation, if you happen to be overseas, you know, visit a La Casa del Habano, visit a reputable store, and you can purchase them yourself and you can bring them back to the United States. Yep. You can bring them through customs up yep. to a certain amount, right. check with the current customs rules and the right. current custom laws. It's up to a certain dollar amount and up to a certain number of cigars. Of cigars, yeah. But, you know, bring them back and have them yep. for your own consumption. Get that off the screen. <laughs> all right so that's one yeah good one um so one of my four is i think this one's pretty easy padron padron Mm -hmm. based out of nicaragua now that's that's a cigar they do have a wide array of uh blends and price ranges the vast majority of their stuff is probably considered on the high end to elite side of things more expensive side of things there's good reason for that because I think consistency wise and uniqueness to a flavor, they really, it, I'd be hard pressed to find another company. I can think of one that rivals it. Um, this is from a Dominican standpoint. My area of expertise is not Cubans. That's more your area of expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, but Padron been around forever. Uh, it's been passed down through family lines. Generations of people have have had their hands on that, and yet the consistency remains the same. Interesting fact about them is when they came into play, it was around the time where in America, people, the vast majority of people were seeking out mild cigars. It was just what America looked for. They wanted mild, medium to mild right. is what they wanted. Padron came into the circuit, and they were kind of like, the, I forget who it was at the time. It was it was the father, Padron, grandfather. At this point, he's passed away years ago. But he felt like we needed to go more down the bold avenue of things. And, you know, all his people who were his, you know, trusted confidants were like, no, that's crazy. America does not want that. Um, they won't sell. And he said, we, like, he was gung-ho about staying true to what they wanted to be. He did it, and lo and behold, they have become one, if not two, best-selling cigar companies mm-hmm. in the country. And the first cigar I think of every time I think of it, you're going to know what it is, is the mm-hmm. Drone 80th, 80th anniversary. anniversary. Hands down, one of the top three cigars I've ever had. To it's, And I remember having it young in my cigar experience, and it just it blew my nips off, man. That mm-hmm. cigar, not one for an early beginner. It's it's bold. Yeah. It's heavy. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a long smoke. You can as get a good two hours out of that cigar. The time to smoke it. Yep. You know, it's, it's a not, torpedo shape. Yeah, and it's not a longer smoke than most others. It's, it's kind of like a Corona, I guess. Yeah. But it's a, it's a unique shape. It's a torpedo, um, but it does have a, a, a almost like a box press to it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just every it's, time I've had it, it's been. Phenomenal, and it's consistent every mm-hmm. time you go to it. But their their whole line, I mean, they have eight to ten dollars cigars too. Yeah, that, the three thousand series, the five thousand yeah, series, just the the basic yeah. brown label, 
um, mm-hmm. with the white text. I mean, that's I don't buy those often, but when I first started smoking, that was a go-to for me. Yeah, and it's it's just it's a heavy cigar. Padron is heavy, as most Nicaraguan cigars are. They're going to be on the bold side, the heavy mm-hmm. side, which is I look for now. I'm more of a medium to bold guy. Uh, not that I can't smoke a mild and enjoy it, but like yeah. when it comes to bold, Padron is that brand. Like, when I was, and that's that's an interesting pick too, and maybe why you liked some of my hand rolled cigars because when I did the research into the leaves that I wanted. Mm-hmm. I specifically chose some of the same leaves from some of the same countries that Padron uses. Yeah. So I could try and almost clone, not clone the cigar itself, but clone the flavor, clone the experience yeah. of a Padron cigar. Yeah, because they are very, it's, it's identified for region. Because really I love is. those two. Yeah. 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 So Padron for me, I mean, if you're going into a cigar shop, you're not going to find a cigar shop in this country where you ask for Padron, they're not going to know what you're talking about. Like, I'm <laughs> guaranteeing you it's one of their best stuff. Stock, though. I haven't. I don't think I've been to a cigar shop that doesn't have Padron. Yeah, at okay. least the baseline that they produce. Right, right, right. Uh, they may not have the 80th or the 1926 or any of those, but that's everyone's going to know that. Um, it's a good one to venture into as you get more experience with cigar smoking. It's it's top notch for me. Mm-hmm. Top notch. You got anything else on Padron for me? No. All right. Okay, and numero dos. Gonna go with under the distributor of Drew Estate. Gonna go with Liga Pravada. Liga Pravada, one of the few domestic cigars, yeah. but domestic, you know, either Dominican, Nicaraguan, Mexican, you know, mm-hmm. non-Cuban uh, cigar brands, companies that I enjoy all the time, anytime. Yeah. And pretty much anything that they come out with yeah. has just been yep. phenomenal. Um, the number nine and the T52. Those are the originals. Some of the first ones yep. that I think we ever had. Oh, yeah. And just knocked my socks off. Yeah. Just so good. Smooth. And, and again, consistent across no matter what year you got one, no yep. matter what store you got one from. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter what area of the country you got one from. I mean, I, I would go on business trips, Dallas, Denver, Arkansas, Florida, around the yeah. country, and every once in a while I'd stop into a cigar shop just to check them out or sit down at a lounge yep. and grab, you know, a Liga Pravada or something else yeah. and always consistent. Yeah, tremendous. Um, and it has a personality. It, it's It's... I don't want to say it's unlike anything you've ever had, but it, it is a unique flavor. It's a unique flavor, yeah. unique style. Um, presentation is beautiful. To, to this day, that is one of my favorite bands, is either any of the Liga Pravada line, mm-hmm. primarily the T52 and the number nine. Yeah. Um, we've recently got to experience the uh, Year of the Not Year of the Rat. Yeah, the Year, the, of, yeah, the year rat. of the Rat, which is originally was one that you couldn't get your hands on. Now they've been limiting right. how much they produce, but they're producing it. Um, mm-hmm. That is one of the heaviest cigars I've ever had. That, really? Oh, yeah. So I didn't find it to be that heavy. No. I didn't find it to be that strong. Yeah. Um, really, really good. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the gold foil wrap on the outside. There's a couple boxes sitting over there. I know it. Um, but, you know, not it didn't, like, knock my socks off. Okay. Not as much as I hoped it would. Yeah, yeah. That, That's another thing, too. You have to be mindful of. You have yeah. to be careful with. 
you know, sometimes you get so much hype and so much anticipation either through different cigar vendors or different cigar media, yeah. through social media, or even just built up within yourself right. that you're waiting for the cigar, waiting for the cigar. You finally get your hands on something yeah. and it disappoints. Yep. So try not to build it up too much before no. you get to experience no. it. And like he said, don't don't with, base... With any brand or any, any yeah. cigar. Don't base your enjoyment level on the fact that or your expected enjoyment level based on the price of the cigar, because right. we've had some cigars that are thirty dollars or more, and they've sucked. Yeah. So it's like smoking Terrible. a chicken bone, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, that that's annoying. Um, a Liga Pravada under the Drew Estate is definitely one of mine. I did think about putting it in my Rushmore, but it is not. Um, okay. Another one in mine is Oliva. Aliva is an interesting like company, it. and I think they're the they're the only company I can really think of that produces as high quality a cigar as they do for the price point that they charge. Absolutely, I can't think of a cigar that they produce that is more than fifteen dollars a stick. Maybe some of those Aliva V Melanias, some of the rare ones, yeah, or or if you if you were to go out, you know purposely seek something with age on it somebody might mark it up. well yeah but from um, their baseline just like of, a regular release i would say six to eight different lines they have yeah, they roughly. Too. yeah you can you can i would say it's the most affordable cigar that you can get that you're not gonna have any duds mm -hmm. like their yeah. their lowest model their lowest line of cigar is still going to be one that you can smoke and enjoy yeah. and i honestly think the most avid cigar smoker would agree with me. Like, mm. do I love every Oliva? No, but I think they probably get a bad rap because they're not that expensive. For I mean, amongst cigar snobs, yeah. cigar snobs, they, they probably yeah, get a bad rap because yeah. you know why do I want this seven dollar cigar? Why do right. I want this six dollar cigar? But to but me, they're you, good cigars. You can't find yeah. a more consistently appealing cigar for that price point. Of any of the ones that we named, that by far is the best bang for your buck. Yeah. And I've always felt that way. And I remember we got, we actually, we got a ton of them mm -hmm. from the Cigar Fest yeah. that we went to. Yeah. Um, so it was 20, 2016. 2016 Cigar Fest. Yeah. You know, we got the top-notch VIP tickets. So we had a nice breakfast. Yeah, we right. had lunch. Yeah. Open bar the whole time. And we got a at least one, if not two humidors, yeah. one or two ashtrays, yeah. a backpack full of cigars, and a huge duffel bag full of cigars. Yeah. And I remember later in the night after coming home, just laying everything out yeah. and looking at all the different cigars. And I grouped them together by like manufacturer bread. Okay. I think Oliva was one that we had the most of, mm -hmm. and they were all great. Yeah. They do a great job of just maintaining marketability and appeal and a, and a presence in cigar shops you'll all again i don't think you'll see a cigar many cigar shops that don't carry at least one line of oliva and to me that it's, it's just if you're on a budget and you want to get quantity that has quality tied into it i really don't think you'd find a better company i, I can't think of one no no it's, it's just yeah they're just perfect for that that leads us into your number third one, right? three for me. 
so going back to the well, going back to the Cubans that I enjoy, going to go with Cuban diplomaticos. Mm -hmm. Love the entire line yeah. of Cuban diplomaticos. Yeah. Um, Very buttery and smooth, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. The yeah. diplomaticos number two, they're, they're pyramides. One, phenomenal. Yeah. Whether, whether it's, you know, brand new manufacturer, so you get a box from 2022 or 2023 and you smoke mm. it right away. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Or you put some age on, on it. Yeah. Even better, but still phenomenal. Yeah. Um, a couple of regionals that are usually, they're only released in certain countries and then they're released in limited quantities, okay. the way Cuban regionals work. Mm -hmm. um, few that have been really, really good, the Caribbean regional and the Pesos Bajos, yeah. the Netherlands regional, which the Netherlands regional being one of my top three cigars ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think... Over the last five plus years, I've had fourteen boxes, seventeen yeah. boxes. You love those. Um, there's only one other person that I know of that's had, had more boxes than I do. Wow! As far as I know, I mean, I mean, obviously stores and shops, and I'm sure someone yeah. in the Netherlands that I don't yeah, yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. that loves that cigar probably right. has a ton. But I know there's there's one other guy here in the U.S. that that has just a boatload of those boxes because they're so good. So good. Elite company are yeah. in there. And I and I I had so many so fast. Yeah. And I also love to share cigars and give them away or mm -hmm. mail them out to people and things like that. I can attest so to that. Yeah. I, I went through so many so quickly mm -hmm. that I really limit myself now to like one or two a year. Yeah. Because yeah. they're just so good. Yeah. Otherwise I'll smoke my entire collection. Right. In a matter of weeks or months. Do you find with Cubans that Aging them is a positive or a negative? Because I know with Dominican so, and Nicaraguan, typically you, the longer you age them, they can be great. It changes the flavor complexity, but usually yeah. it dulls it a little bit. You lose some of that boldness, usually, yeah. not always. But that's something I found with Dominicans. So from my experience and from what I found, a domestic cigar, being Dominican or Nicaraguan, mm -hmm. with two to eight maybe 10 years on it, two to 10 years max is great. Mm -hmm. After 10 years, you're kind of, I don't want to say bland, but you're definitely losing some flavor, losing, losing some strength. Yeah. Whereas with Cubans, anything from its first manufacture up until like two or three years, mm -hmm. it's going to be pretty much the same. Okay. From that like three year mark until 10 to 15 years, is phenomenal okay. for most cigars. Okay. 15 years and beyond, again, depending on how it's kept, you know, is it humidity controlled? I would hope That's so. That's a key, yeah. Is it temperature controlled? Not yep. always. Mm -hmm. But, you know, going past like 15 years plus, you know, really depends on how the cigar was kept. But some tend to lose some strength. Right. Not so much flavor. I've had okay. some really old Cuban cigars. Like yeah. From the 1940s, 1950s, pre-embargo era, yeah. um, that were just phenomenal, full of yeah. flavor, that that grassy, yeah. earthy flavor that I love, which yeah. is why I prefer Cuban Cubans. so much. Just yeah. not 
it's not they're not light cigars they're not heavy cigars i can't really classify as medium either there's it's just something different it's different you, you i feel them. like if you've smoked enough cigars you will if if you have a blindfold on i feel like we can probably pick out the cubans you more than i could but yeah. i feel like i could even still pick out cubans there's there is yeah, just a the, different the flavor smokeability the smell to it is different yeah yeah and then the key to all of that, anything aging, when we say aging, we're talking about like from the time that you have it to the time that right. you smoke it. Now, granted, there's an aging process before it even gets to you. Um, yeah. We won't get into all that. But the key is keeping that cigar in good condition, good health. And the key to that yeah. is humidity. Humidity. Um, yeah. A lot of people get wrapped up in the temperature. Can. Temperature doesn't matter as much. If you're anywhere in the 60s yeah. and up... You're pro you're okay, yeah. but you have to have a temperature control or humidity controlled environment. Yeah. And I used to be when I first started smoking my my humidity, I was always like I have to be like seventy to seventy five. And then I started noticing as I learned more about cigars that they weren't smoking as well. And a lot of times they would go out. You know, you mm -hmm. take two two draws and then it's out before you pick up the cigar for the next draw. Yeah, it's usually because there's too much moisture in. Now sixty five to 70 is where I want it. Really, 65 is my favorite humidity mm -hmm. uh, percentage. Yeah, a little bit lighter, it's, you know, mm -hmm. less humidity is less density in the right. leaves. So you get a little more breathability. Yep. Um, you can draw on the cigars much easier. Yeah. yeah, so that's a key if you're getting into it. Learn the ins and outs of how to keep your cigars because mm -hmm. yeah. if you don't keep them up, they'll be as dry as a chicken bone and they will crack and fall apart and break or lose flavor and it's just maybe explode like the cartoons yeah that's a possibility yeah, yeah. all right yep number so three. my third one um it's tricky because it is underneath the wing of another company but i still think of it and i think a lot of people think of it as its own brand even though it is not mm -hmm. ashton ashton is underneath the arturo fuente uh, brand it is grown uh, uh, they share a lot of the farms um but they're they're looked at as independent even though they're not really but they have enough of a line and enough of a recognition that i i, I put them as a standalone cigar um it is the first cigar i ever smoked was an ashton cabinet which is it's one of their lower end cigars mm -hmm. in terms of price point i think it's like a ten dollar cigar maybe the cabinet depending on the size um depending on the year too the year but they, yeah. they have some that are yeah well they, like, isn't there like an ashton cabinet 23 or 25? There's a 20 year which was a cabinet but that's a cabinet like esg or v, okay. vsg yeah. which doesn't exist now they don't produce any cabinet right. vsgs but originally it did that's one of the best cigars ever, that Ooh. 20 year cabinet yeah. vsg Ridiculous. But yeah, you have the BSG, you got the Symmetry, you got the ESG. Um, Ashton is one of the more consistent producers of high-quality cigars. From affordable to very high-priced. Um, but they don't have anything that I would say is extremely no, high-priced. $20 a stick is maybe... Nothing I've ever said, like, ridiculous. Though. The VSG and ESG, based on the age, could be pretty expensive. And but like who you're getting it from, too. Getting it from. What kind of markup yeah. you're putting on it. But like the smoothness, consistency, and presence. Like they Ashton is like mm -hmm. it's a present. It's a name that like I think most people who don't even smoke cigars would be able to name Ashton as a cigar manufacturer. Um, mm -hmm. Been around forever. It's just it's smooth. It's another Dominican uh, blend. Just so many different cigar types. Um, 
They're not constantly pumping out new lines, and I think there's a good reason for that. They don't need to. They stick yeah. to their, their find, core find and they a just formula that works and they just kill stick it. to it. They kill yeah. it. There's nothing wrong with that. Symmetry when, when you're putting out a good product. Symmetry is one of my favorite cigars. It's just mm-hmm. you know, and there's different different lines of each of these types of cigars. Because you're, you're talking right. about different sizes, different cuts, yeah. different rolls. But yeah, Ashen is that's a rushmore to me. I think that if you had the most avid cigar person in the world would probably put Ashen in their Rushmore. It's just an iconic brand. Iconic. Except for this you. guy. So, <laughs> the last one I wasn't going to put on my list. I didn't want to put on my list. Yeah. But it really wouldn't be a Mount Rushmore for me personally and mm-hmm. from the cigars that I've experienced, from the cigars that I love, from the cigars that I like to have in my collection. Yep. Um, without the Cuban Cohiba. Yep. You know, you just you have to I have to include them on my list, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And it's, it's again, somewhat because of the prestige. But it's a quality thing, too. They though. really are great cigars. There's a reason Castro was smoking those. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, definitely. I mean, it's, and that is an iconic. And that's one of those, you know, you asked me about aging yeah. before with Cubans versus domestic, you know, Dominican or Nicaraguan. Yeah. The Cohiba, the Cuban Cohiba line is one where I can definitely say mm-hmm. you put five to 10 years, maybe even five to 15 years on a Cuban Cohiba. Yeah. And it actually improves and gets better. Okay. Yeah. Almost, almost any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, very few that I've had like upon release and then a few years later yeah. that weren't as good as the initial release. Yeah. Um, but for the most part. Always get better with age. Always get better with time. Yeah. Not um, to be confused with Dominican or right. Nicaraguan Cohiba, Cohiba, right? Yeah, they're mostly Nicaraguan Again, leaves. So if you've seen Cohiba in your local cigar shop, this is not what he's talking about. Yeah. You're not going to find what he's Very talking different. about in a local cigar shop. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not in my list, but I will say, like, in terms of cigars that I've been the most excited to ever have because of the prestige of it. And mm-hmm. the fame of it and rarity really yeah. is the Cuban Bahique. Yeah. I mean, that was like I was I was literally excited when I finally had one of those. Yeah. It was a big moment. Like that's that's like a yeah. a pinnacle moment for a cigar smoker, and in my it's, opinion. It's one of the few across the entire line that you can hold up on a pedestal mm-hmm. and then actually have an experience and it meets and it lives up to it. Oh, yeah. It meets or exceeds. Yeah. Um, like, if you told me, not that it's accessible, but, like, you can only smoke a Bahike the rest of your life, I'll, I'll be happy. I'll be a happy yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, this is this is also a cigar, because of its prestige and elite level, you're going to pay for it. Yes. Like, and unfortunately, not yes. your $8 mom and pop shop yeah, yeah, cigar. Yeah, I'm not, not going to talk prices. I'm not going right. to throw numbers out there. Because, it's elite. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And there's um, a reason for it. Yeah. You know, all sure. that goes into that cigar and, and the consistency of it. And again, they've been doing it forever. Like mm-hmm. really it's, yeah. yeah, it's, there were, there were a couple years though, where the Bahike line that was released, mm-hmm. there was just something different. There was just something off. I don't know what that, what caused like, that. Some that I had from 2020, 2021. Okay. Just, Something wasn't the same as yeah. I've heard you say that. Yeah, I've had other people have said that too, and I don't know yeah. if it's because 
So when I they opened up trade again with America, that their their I don't know process changed because on. they couldn't. Maybe they didn't have enough people to meet the demand for them because now they're opened up to being able to right. distribute more at a global scale. Yeah. So maybe that. I, I think it. definitely, definitely a quality control issue it has to be where you know they just decided to pump out product rather than yeah. pump out the best of the best. Right. And when you're talking about elite cigar companies and then elite cigar companies have elite lines of cigars, yeah. you're talking about probably a handful of people in the world that roll these cigars. Yeah. That's yeah, how, yeah, that's not, why not they're like so good. a factory of hundreds of people. Right. And not a machine or right. anything like that. Hand rolled yeah. by literally, I'm telling you, less than five people. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And that's what happens is when, when companies get too big too quick, they now are not holding themselves to the same standard. So maybe that was some right. of what they got into. Still yeah. a phenomenal cigar. Yeah. But I haven't I haven't had I mean it's just twenty twenty three now, so I don't even know if they've released any twenty twenty three stamped mm -hmm. dated boxes, but mm -hmm. I haven't had any twenty twenty two Yeah, that's it. I haven't had yeah. any twenty twenty two boxes, but I've had twenty twenty ones, twenty twenty and the years prior, yeah. um, everything except I've never personally had a 2010, okay. which was the first year it was released. Okay. Um, never had 2010. Okay. I have, I think I've had from the first 2011, year it was released. What do you mean? First year it was created. The, the whole Behike line. It was 2010? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was earlier. 54, 56. No, pretty okay. sure 2010. Um, now, there was a cigar that was created a few years before, mm -hmm. I believe, but it, but it was like one single Cohiba Bejique okay. cigar. Okay. Not like they have now, the 52, the 54, and the 56. Sure. Okay. That started that's news to me. in 2010. That. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, fantastic. And, and as elite yeah. as it gets, I think. And, well, there's one, in my opinion, that's even more elite and even more rare. And single even harder cigar, to find. Single okay. cigar. Yeah. yeah. The Cohib Cuban Cohiba, nineteen sixty six. It's called. Okay. The two thousand eleven edition limitada, the limited edition that came out from Cuban mm -hmm. Cohiba. Okay. Um, even even more rare, even more sought after. Okay. Amazing cigar. Yeah. Again, top ten that I've ever had. Yeah. Um, pretty sure you've had one or two I, from I'm my sure boxes. I'm sure I have. Yeah. yeah. And there's couple couple more sitting over mm -hmm. there but that's that's probably one of the few cigars i may never touch yeah smoke to though, do man. that this is a big thing like people like to hang on cigars like like grim death but like yeah you can't take them with you man smoke it when you feel right. like it yeah i understand but my issue is and there's there's quite a few cigars that have been in my humidors for five ten plus years mm -hmm. um what if i never have another one but you, what if but, you never have one because it's sitting in your humidor well, until you drop that? Yeah. Well, think about maybe, it. Maybe we'll throw one of those crazy rare ones into an episode in the future. Oof. Yeah, we, we've we'll got see. further cigar episodes coming, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a big passion for us. So that leads to last one. I don't typically like rank these Mount Rushmores, but for me, I, Arturo Fuente. Hands down, it's probably the biggest manufacturer in the world. Um, I would be willing to bet that it's the top seller, uh, especially in America, but oh, yeah. in, in 
It's a Dominican company. Um, recently started planting in Nicaragua, which I'm very curious to see what their line of Nicaraguan cigars is going to be like. Mm-hmm. No idea, no rumblings about it, uh, but it's very interesting. I'll be curious to see if it's a new line, if it's going under the Fuente name or whatever. But Arturo Fuente, huge line of cigars from $5 sticks to, if you're counting the Opus X line, which is probably the number one highly sought after cigar in the world. Like Opus X is something... <laughs> People buy them just to sell them because they can resell them for hundreds of dollars profit. Hard to get, very rare. So that falls under the line. But even without the Opus X line, which I have a buddy who almost exclusively smokes Opus X, um, but even without that line, which is well worth it, um, they just consistently put out a product that if you smoked one line 15 years ago and you smoke it today, it's exactly the same. When you consider the size of that company and the, the sheer number of cigars that they produce, their consistency is it's uncanny. They range from medium, mild to medium to bold. They have everything you're looking for. There's not a single – like you could literally just smoke Fuente, in my opinion, and you would find something that you like. Like yeah. Yeah. they're not typecast. They're, they're so <laughs> such a broad – Variety of yeah. cigars, sizes, flavors. It's when really we, just, when we really started getting big into cigars ten or so years ago. Originally, in the beginning, I didn't like the Fuente line, mm-hmm. and then as I got to have more and more different cigars and expand my taste and expand my palate, I went back to a couple of the Fuente cigars. Not yep. not even Opus X, just right. some of the regular Fuentes. Yeah, and fell in love. Mm-hmm. Just phenomenal. Yep. yep. I think my yeah. new favorite Fuente is the uh, R44 Magnum R. Magnum R44, I believe it is. And it's like, a, I think it's like a 56 or... No, it actually might be smaller than that. So it's a thicker gauge. You, could, you can get a good hour, hour and a half out of it, depending on how you smoke. Mm-hmm. But that is like... Is it's just a, so smooth. Is there a green band on the foot? No, it's just... No band on the foot? No, no band, no cedar wrap. Um, it's just the typical gold, white, gold, and black Fuente band, like their mm-hmm. standard band. But yeah. R44 on the back. Close to that is a Super 60, which is a 60 gauge cigar. That's a big boy, mm-hmm. but very similar uh, tobacco line. Smooth, buttery, creamy, like just enjoyable. From yeah. another sign of a good cigar is when I don't mind if the flavor complexity changes throughout the cigar, but as long as it's still good down to the nub like if, yeah, yeah. if you have a cigar that smokes good right to that last puff yep you know you guys it's quality because there's so yeah. many cigars that start off good and then halfway and through taste yeah. like shit like and, you know it could be from the oils that are built up yeah. from it burning it could be from the heat of the leaves burning you know a flavor it change could be a bad blend could be a bad blend it yeah. could be from the construction or poor construction yep. you know too much of the leaf is towards the foot yeah. Versus too much of the leaf towards the head. Yep. And, you know, like you said, fantastic cigar, fantastic manufacturer is one that can keep your enjoyment mm-hmm. from start to finish. Yep. I think it's it's probably the only brand of the ones that I've mentioned that a beginner can smoke and the most yeah. avid cigar smokers can smoke and be happy. Definitely. Like there's the, the ends of the spectrum on them is the most broad and diverse of any company I can think of. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're in my Mount Rushmore. Yeah. They are 
forever immortalized for me. That's just, they're, they're really perfect. Yeah. 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 All right. That pretty much wraps it up. Yeah. Put the, put the wrapper on it. Let's put the band on it. Find this episode. Put put the cigar out in the ashtray. Time to cut. Yep. (laughs) Light smoke. Cut light smoke. All right. Enjoy it. Yep. Thanks again for tuning in. Thank you very much. Like and subscribe. Yep. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, guys. We'll catch you later. Peace.